Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Friday. It is February 24th. Man, do you know this is the last Friday of February? And uh, next week we head into March. Hard to believe, isn't it? Hey, we've got some stuff to talk about today. Earnings, uh, we got some of those. We got some economic news coming out today. Uh, we'll talk about that more when Dave joins us here up next. Before we do that, though, let's not forget that in the world we live, there are so many things that you and I, we just cannot control. But you can control the amount of risk you have in your portfolio. You need to know what that risk is and how it lines up with the amount of risk you should have in your portfolio. Hey, give us a call for our for retirement design, 863-382-0037. Excited to, uh, to be on with Dave here up next. 5.7 Light FM, Steve Perry is there. And, oh, Sherry, uh, we're at 8.42 here. It's 18 here before 9. I'm checking on money and see what Wall Street's doing to us this morning. And yesterday's up. Today, we get a whole bunch of government data, and I bet you you can guess it's probably going to go down, or you will very nicely when you start hearing the data. Downtown Sebring, we go to the home of Statler Financial Services, and Philip Statler's on the line. Philip, good morning. How are you doing today? Hey, man. Happy Friday. This is the last Friday of February. I, it's just hard for me to believe this, this year's already just flying by so fast. Way, way, way too fast. I, I told you I had some snark, and I can't help but get a giggle when 25-year-old kids start reading lead, or start writing the lead stories on tip sheets. Uh, the lead on one of my tip sheets says, "Big tech is out. Old economy is in on Wall Street." I, I think the proper term is we're going on a flight to quality right now. Wouldn't that make a lot more sense? I uh, definitely would. You know, it's uh, you gotta, <laughs> quality companies should be, uh, you know, people should hang their hats on those guys and, and think that they should weather the storms. Well, offhand, that makes sense. But, you know, a 25 year old kid who's writing the lead on a market tip sheet, he's saying, oh, my God, the world is changing. No, it's pretty much regressing to the mean. And uh, you had an interesting thing, too, because about to get in a whole bunch of data dump from the federal government. I understand our friends at J.P. Morgan are finally sick of all the statistical bull crud that the government's playing on us. Yeah, they are. There's a site I use called Zero Hedge, which is a pretty conservative fund, uh, pretty conservative uh, news outlet. But they came out with an article today that, or yesterday after the jobs report that says basically, you know, with all of the quote unquote seasonally adjusted numbers coming out, it's making our numbers look better than what they really are. Uh, they made a made a, a, a noted non non farm payroll number that was seasonally mm -hmm. adjusted to five hundred seventeen thousand, which shocked the whole market system, right? Sure did. Uh, but they said the real number, the absolute number, was a decline of two and a half million jobs. So you know that's a huge swing. That's a three million swing, um, and so they're really starting to call horse hockey on some of this stuff. Uh, same thing with oil. They said, you know, oil, the seasonally adjustments for oil, uh, oil inventory is just way, way off base. Um, so with all the, the layoffs and, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff, how can jobs be, you know, first time claims be going down? And mm -hmm. because they seasonally adjust all of those numbers. And so they're just really... Uh, uh, you know, saying, hey, look, you know, we're trying to the, the numbers are trying to shed towards Biden, giving him good, good.
pats on the back for the economy. When if you look at the true real numbers, that is not the case. And, and you know, even if you even if you take the political suspicions out of it, which I'm not necessarily willing to do, uh, we were talking about this before we went on the air, and you and I have both been kind of alluding to this for the last oh, six, eight months or more. Uh, seasonal adjustment makes some sense if you've got a normally functioning economy. If we're going through our normal patterns, there's going to be a lot of layoffs right after the Christmas season because a lot of seasonal employees get hired just for the month or so between Christmas and uh, Thanksgiving. So they adjust that so that it doesn't look like major shock value and a whole bunch of people lose their jobs. But the difference today is that the normal patterns of doing things haven't they aren't following. So you take a 30-year average, well, this always happens in February, so we're going to adjust for it. Well, yeah, it might, but it's not happening this February the way it did 20 years ago in February because the patterns have changed. So those seasonally adjusted numbers are just wacko from the hills, aren't they? They they really are, especially in the trying times we are right now when we've not seen inflation or interest rate increases the way that we have seen them uh, in the last, what, 12 months now. And so, you know, that that really, the seasonal adjustment can't really apply to this last, you know, 12 to 18 months because th- we haven't seen this for 40 years. And so that's yeah, way yeah. outside the seasonal adjustment. Absolutely. I, I, I've been whining for a long time. All the normal rules of thumb that you and I can normally lean back on that I learned in economics uh, they ain't necessarily working anymore. What's good news is bad news. Bad news is good news, and uh, the reaction you'd expect isn't necessarily there. So, you know, the seasonal adjustment numbers they put on, like I said, it's been 40 years since we've seen this kind of a spike before, and it's just it's it's too weird to be able to pattern three, four, five years ago and say, well, it's happening again because it isn't necessarily. Uh, you were talking about interest rates uh, being at a kind of an unprecedented set. This is not good news this morning that I'm getting out of the government from the 8.30 data release because absolutely everything they dumped on us this morning gives the Federal Reserve reason to kick us up by another maybe even three-quarters of a percent. PCE inflation is the number that uh, Jay Powell says that he watches most carefully. Well, the PCE inflation report for the last year, based on the uh, January figures, they are expecting it to uh, hold steady at 5% PCE inflation. Mm -mm. Up to 5.4% PCE inflation went up by six-tenths of a percent last month, and they were only expecting a half a percent. That doesn't look good. Personal spending month over month, we spent 1.8% more in January, and we were expecting only 1.4%. For reference's sake, in December, it was down two-tenths of a percent. And we spent 1.8% more, but our personal income only went by six-tenths of a percent, and they were expecting our income to go up by a full 1%. Offhand, if I were sitting at the Federal Reserve right now trying to read tea leaves, I'd say we're looking at a pretty hefty interest rate increase next month. I got to think so, man. This thing is just on fire, and um, and they're not going to like that at all. They're going to be, hey, what do we, you know, how much water can we pour on this? And and they're going to get a bigger bucket, you know, because this fire just seems to be out of control. They cannot get it under control. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, I'm not sure what to expect now. I mean, I thought, well, a half a percent would be, would be good. The market seemed to think a quarter, 
Um, but I, I'm not off the limb yet to say we might not see another three quarters of a percent. Well, if Bullard gets his way, it could happen. Even the core PCE number was about a half a percent ahead of where it was expected to be. And the core is the uh, basically the measurement of stuff where the prices go up, they don't go back down again. Once you get rid of the volatile stuff like food and energy, it was a full four-tenths of a percent more than they expected as well. So, I mean, inflation is not under control yet, and that might be the truism of the week. No, it's not. And we are now solidly in a uh, uh, an inversion between the 10 and the 30 year with uh, about three one hundredths of a percent between the two of them and the 10 years. I hadn't got that yet, but you're right. Yeah, about three about three one hundredths of a percent more. So now all of the bond rates are running higher than the 30 year bond rate, which is that. I mentioned yesterday, it's got a traditional harbinger of the onset of a recession. Now, with everything being more than that, well, uh, this uh, no landing, no recession flower talk that we were hearing at the beginning of the week, I think somebody's retracting that about now, wouldn't you think? I, I would think so, for sure. With all the numbers we're seeing, um, I just got to think that the Fed's going to pour some, some really big buckets of water on this economy. Offhand, I suspect you're right. Yeah, things were looking kind of bleak this morning early on on the futures before the government data came out. And it's looking even worse. It was an up day yesterday for the most part in all three of the major indexes. Uh, we got any reports that can float us up a little bit this morning out of the companies that are giving their quarterlies? We do have a couple that uh, they came out. Beyond Meat was probably a big, big winner, um, though they still lost money, right? They... Uh, they came in, lost a dollar five a share, uh, but that was better than the a uh, dollar eighteen that was expected. So, oh, so that was yep, that was good for them. Uh, revenue was slightly above expectations as well. Uh, they're up almost eleven percent this morning, Dave. Cool. I mean, folks, last quarter, folks were basically writing them off as being a dinosaur that was born too early. Exactly. Hey, the other one we have that's doing pretty well this morning is Block, and uh, and that's the one that used to be called Square. That they're the payment uh, payment company that processes payments uh, mm-hmm. through credit cards and stuff. And uh, they had better than expected revenue for the fourth quarter, as well as strong growth in their gross profit. And they're trading up five point three percent this morning. So I'm glad to hear that. Now you Absolutely. know. I, I couldn't stop without at least a couple that aren't heading in the right direction. And one of them we kind of mentioned last week, Carvana. And oh, yeah. uh, that they uh, they had a pretty bad fourth quarter. Uh, I'm going to say a really bad fourth quarter. They were expected to lose money no matter what, but they were only expected to lose like $2.28 a share. Well, they lost $7.61 a share. Um, yeah, that's a pretty big drop for oh. them. Yeah, and revenue. They, they were supposed to be going into bankruptcy, I thought. Well, based on these numbers, they may be getting closer. Uh, but yeah, I know, I know a lot of the tip sheets and, uh, and prognosticators were saying that they were heading toward Chapter 11, and I hadn't heard anything beyond that. Evidently, uh, the progress toward that direction hasn't changed much, has it? I guess not. So they're trading down 13.2% this morning. And the last Ouch. one, yeah, I know. The last one I have for you is a, uh, I think, a spinoff from Warner Brothers. It's called Warner Brothers Discovery. That's a Discovery Channel section. Um, mm-hmm. And they had a disappointing quarter as well. Um, they, they lost 86 cents a share. They were expected to lose 21 cents a share. So uh, 
So they're not looking real good this morning either. They're down about 3% this morning. And I'm assuming that means Don Lemon's contract at CNN is in pretty serious jeopardy, even if he wasn't a stupid fool. (laughs) (laughs) Quick, there's a half a million bucks we can get rid of in a hurry. Resetting the table for the morning. It was an update on Wall Street yesterday. We had a 34% gain on the Dow, up 109 points. S&P was up by 21, and NASDAQ was up by 83. I mentioned earlier that things took a turn for the worse, and they weren't real good when we started out this morning, but at 8.30, they just headed even farther south. How are we doing 45 minutes before the opening? We are getting um, cream this morning, Dave, when it comes across the cream, creamed, creamed, like, you know, Oh, cream. Down. Okay. cream, yeah. Uh, so uh, the Dow is down 1.1%, a little over $350. The uh, S&P 500 is down one and a quarter. That's down almost $50. The NASDAQ 100 down almost one and three quarters percent. That's $209. Let's throw in the Russell 2000 for good measure, down 1.6% or $30. And uh, man, it is a bloodbath out there right now. On the other side, we've got silver. Silver's taking a bath this morning as well, down a little over 1%. It's it's just trying to keep its head above 21, and it's having a hard time. Uh, gold's down a ten, two-tenths of a percent. Crude oil is up two-tenths to $75.51 a barrel. It's still under 76 anyway, and I'm glad to see that. Overseas markets, the Asian rim was mixed at the close this morning, either side of the zero mark. Europe is looking at our futures and saying, uh-oh, because they're all off fractionally halfway through their day. Well, just updated, German is down by over 1.1%, and France is down by more than a percent as well. So. They just noticed our 830 report. Keeping tabs on retirement is something that you need to have a plan to do. Then you can sit back, relax, and talk like we do about how goofy the Federal Reserve people are. How do I find you to get that plan so I can laugh at Jay Powell with everybody else? (laughs) Dave, we got the core retirement design where we help folks design the retirement they always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design analysis. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. on Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM. And we'll be back here on Monday morning to see what's going on and what happened to us over the weekend. Philip, you have a blessed weekend, and I'll see you Monday. All right, you too. Take care. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Hope your week has gone well. Have a great weekend. Join us back here Monday morning, same time, same place. Until then, have a great weekend.